the intersection where your gifts, talents, and abilities meet a human need. Therein you will discover your purpose, Aristotle. The Word of Grace, Acts 20, 32. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And now we'll get back to the story because I promised you, right? (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) Story first, because I promised. Back to the seer. Of Lublin, let me remind you. One Friday, a Hasidic master, Rabbi Horowitz, the famed seer of Lublin, was traveling with some of his disciples when they arrived at a crossroads. The wagon driver asked which way to turn, and surprisingly, the famous seer didn't seem to know what to answer. Shrugging, he said, Loosen the reins, let the horses go in whichever direction they will. Well, after a while, they arrived at a town. And after several inquiries, they soon realized that not only was this not the place they were seeking, they weren't even on the right road. (laughs) It's late. We'll stay here for Shabbat. That is a divinely ordained day of rest. That is what the seer said. Then he added, But don't reveal my identity to anyone or tell them that I am a Rebbe. Well, his followers were shocked. They had no money because the seer never allowed any to be kept overnight. However much he had in his possession would be distributed to the poor before people, before nightfall. Yep. If his identity were to be kept secret, how would they be able to provide for themselves for Shabbat? Huh. What's going to happen here? Well, when they asked him, he replied, Well, do you, we will do like all Jewish travelers. We'll go to the local shul. That's the Jewish synagogue. And we'll go there tonight. And the people will invite us when they see we have no place to go. And so they did. They prayed at the back of the shul, and afterwards, all of the Rebbe's students and attendants were invited individually to different homes. Well, the seer, however, was left in the shul. He always took a long time for the Shabbat evening prayers, and this week, absolutely no exception. And by the time he finished... Everyone was gone. Well, in fact, there was just one other person in the shul, an old man of at least hmm, 80 years. Well, he saw that the stranger was sitting and reciting the special prayers for the meal on Friday night. Where are you going for Shabbat meal? The old man opened. I don't know. Why don't you eat at the inn where you are staying? asked the elderly man, concerned. If it's a problem of money after Shabbat, I'll collect some money to pay your bill. Well, 
I kind of noticed that they didn't light Shabbat candles at the end, so I presume that I cannot trust the food will be kosher. Hmm. I'm sorry, murmured the old man, but in my home my wife and I will only have bread and wine. I'm neither a glutton nor a guzzler. Well, come along then, said the apprehensive host. The seer followed meekly. That was the story I shared with you last week. And welcome. This is Intentional Now podcast, an engaging workshop discussion on change and purpose and redefining what do we say yes to. Hello, I am your hostess, Kristen Wombeck. I'm a spiritual entrepreneur coach. And yeah, those are a lot of words, right? I am chasing bold dreams, doing the work, asking questions, and getting life done. Hmm. Done? Yes, the life that we're meant to live. Let's do this. Welcome. And thank you. Thank you for coming back and joining me in part two, the episode of the intersection of grace. (laughs) Yes, as I promised straightway, I'm jumping right in. I promised you, right? Today's takeaways, we're going to finish up the intersection of grace Part two, yes, go down, listen to part one. (laughs) Grace is not a detainment. Grace has four different flows. It believe, faith, and love, and they all have our back. Trusting God as your friend. And maybe the intersection is the best place to be. (laughs) Okay, we are continuing on pins and needles, right? Okay, back to the Rebbe. After the blessing with our cup of wine and the blessing over the bread, while they were sitting calmly at the table, the elderly man asked him where he was from. Well, upon hearing his answer, he next asked him if he knew the Rebbe of Lublin. I am always with him, the seer responded. Oh, that's wonderful, said the host. Please tell me something about him. Well, why do you want to know about him, queried the seer. Well, because, said the man, I was his teacher in the Torah school for young children when he was just a young boy, and he was not noticeably exceptional in his studies. But now I hear that he's a great rabbi and he does miracles. Hmm. Did you notice anything unusual about him when he was a child? The seer asked. Only one thing, the retired teacher replied. Each morning, when I would want to call upon him to read from the prayer book, I could never find him. He always vanished. Well, later when he would... Reappear, I would punish him for his unauthorized absence. So one day, I decided, enough already. I ought to find out where he disappears to. I watched him closely out of the corner of my eye, and when he exited the room, I slipped out just after him, keeping a good distance between us so he wouldn't sense my presence. Shh. He went into the forest. I followed, and I peered through the trees 
and there he was. He was sitting next to a hive, being stung and crying out, Shama, Israel, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Hekhod. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Shama, Israel, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Echad. After that, I never punished him again. Now, after all these years, I would like very much to be able to see him in his glory, but I don't know how I can manage it. I'm very poor. I've become weak in my old age, so it is impossible for me to make the journey to Lublin. Nevertheless, my desire is so strong. I fast one day a week that I should have the merit to see him with my own eyes. Finally, the seer understood why the events had been directed to bring him to this particular town. Looking fondly at his host, he acknowledged gently, I am he, the Rebbe of Lublin. The old man fainted instantly, and his wife and special guest were able to revive him only after great difficulty. That night, the next Saturday night, the seer and his entourage departed the town and continued their journey. The elderly man escorted them briefly, then returned home. They stopped at the seer's request at a not-too-distant village in order to enjoy the festive meal repast of the Saturday night. After the meal, the seer said, Now let us return to that town to attend to my childhood teacher's funeral and to deliver an appropriate eulogy. <laughs> that was Rebbe Horowitz, known as the seer of Lubin, and he lived from 1745 to 1850. 15, and he presided over the spread of the Jewish movement in Poland. <laughs> and this writing is called The Crossroads Puzzle. <laughs> hmm. Sufficiency of Grace. 2 Corinthians 12.10 I now enjoy a delightfully different frame of mind when I encounter things that would normally make me feel hmm, frail. Whether it be insults or when I'm in situations where I'm forced to do things with my arms twisted behind my back, whether I'm persecuted or feel squeezed into a claustrophobic space, where your own efforts to clear or save yourself are completely neutralized. Because of Christ, every time that we encounter weakness, I escape into the strength of my I amness, the sufficiency of grace. Wherever your own efforts to clear or save yourself are completely neutralized. <laughs> Hebrews 4.16 
Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Hmm. For this reason, we can approach the authoritative throne of grace with bold utterance, and we are welcomed there in his embrace and are reinforced with immediate effect in times of trouble. I'm going to highlight immediate effect in times of trouble. Hmm. Now, an intersection may contain times of trouble, but he has drawn our attention to his embrace wherein we discover what grace is providing us with. If you'd like to take a moment to look at the particular graphic I made for today's episode. Just take a little wee look at it, the graphic. Remember that I explained that I was in the middle of an intersection. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on a white chair. And, of course, the four corners that were presented to me. And then I'm facing what I would call the corner of trust. And now that I've meditated on this, now a week has gone by, or we could say from the last week's scripture, that school of grace, we understand from last week's scripture that we're in a school of grace. And my lessons have continued for a week. So I realized that I am facing the corner of trust. And look what has my back. Look what has my back. God is brilliant. So I have believe on my right hand and love is directly behind me and faith is strongly represented on my left. Again, look at what has my back in this intersection. See, every doorway and every intersection has a story. Catherine Dunn. Every doorway, every intersection, it has a story. So the graphic I used is, mm, it's my way to express how God is expressing trust. It's always a story. Jesus told stories and every parable was like an onion. It was ready and waiting to peel layer by layer. And for those who have eyes to see, right? So I've taught you that when you are in the spirit, God uses the library of your memory to speak to you. So when he refers to scripture, he's using the memory library of himself that he shared with another. All his language is to talk with you and me. Mm -hmm. To talk with you and me. So let me read you another scripture from my journal notes that he shared with me in my weekly lesson, right? Of relationship on this intersection, right? Or, you know, scripture closely relates to crossroads, intersections and crossroads. That's where I got it in scripture. So while I'm highlighting in my journal notes, you may not have known this about me. Hmm. This from my journal notes, you may not have known this about me, but I have almost 20 
years of journals. Mm -hmm. Journaling is the A top of my list tool totally across the board. Yep, I started in paper and now I'm totally digitalized, but it is my A number one tool. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently taking registrations for a Journaling Life online series, which is included. It's a bonus in Coaching for Life program. And if you purchase it, it's also a bonus in I'm Living Forward, which is my own personal journal and planner template shared, especially for coaches, entrepreneurs, and social media marketers. Yep, that's my personal one I use every single day. I also included a journaling life as a bonus. Remember, I'm here to help you succeed in life and the marketplace. Yep, that includes all of your entrepreneurial dreams that are out there. Uh-huh. I'm throwing encouragement your way, right? Yep, that's encouragement, right? So let's get back to my graphic here, right? So I believe I shared with you that uh, I've kind of been in a pink season, right? Um, yes, I'm in a pink season and colors and sound and smells and music and nature, it's all of God's living letters to speak to us. He speaks to us, through us, around us. Yes. And it just so happens that he's been anointing pink for me. Yes. Uh, yeah. So in the morning, when I sit down for my ascended devotions, I cruise through Google for a beautiful pink picture. I know it sounds kind of goofy, but it sets my day. And also the very first image that I copy and paste into my journal template, that is the image that is highlighted in the note card. It's forever set there. So it helps me to remember. Mm -hmm. It's just something that I do. I just go search for who knows what's going to be a pink picture that just toots my, my horn. So I found this perfectly over-the-top scrumptious pink picture of a cafe in London. Yep. My feelers were totally in heaven. Uh-huh. Literally. So as with my journaling, I draw and I doodle what the Lord shows me. That is why my memory retention is so high. So that day I drew a picture of this intersection. Uh-huh. I drew a picture of the intersection. I cut and paste and I took that pink cafe and I put it in the corner, in the corner of trust. Right. On my picture. Yep. With my Procreate. There it is on my iPad. I have it right there. I dropped it into my journal lines. So when I'm doing this, I'm honoring God and meditating on his living word, that which he's spoken to me. That's what happens when I do that. I'm meditating it. I'm making it tangible and real by drawing it, clipping it, cutting and pasting it. I'm making it real. I'm actually making it a record on the earth. So to our scripture, remember I said I was going to share you a scripture. And by the way, life is spiritual. When I say scripture or I share with you an encounter, the only significance is I am in him. 
my destiny, which includes personal, self-care, family, marriage, business, teaching, speaking, God, preaching, all that. They are all one as I am in his oneness. There's no separation. They all, he's part of them all. He's in them all. It's just one. It's one. His living word. Yes. Right? So God is the best business advisor known. Period. So that's what I'm doing. You, you kind of get a feeling of it. Yeah. Okay. So moving on here. So in my journal, and so I'm beginning to look up intersections. And in scripture, crossroads is the similar word that scripture uses. And I stumble upon Jeremiah 6, 16. Mm -hmm. And this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your soul. Also in my Tanakh, another translation. So says the Lord, stand on the roads and see and ask the paths of old, which is the good way, which one to go on and find rest for your soul. Those ancient paths and grace are flowing from the intersection. Both, both of them were flowing. And that was a question for God. He was asking me. He was asking me regarding the paths of old. He was asking me just like the seer of Lublin. He was instructing the driver to drop the horse reins and allow grace to appoint the path. To appoint the path. Now grace appointed path and the ancient paths are speaking while I'm sitting here in this spiritual chair on the intersection of grace I asked God it was quite simple I asked him it was really simple what does my pink picture have to do with trust his I amness within me said trust feels identical to your pink cafe picture. <laughs> it is your preferred color. It looks like my identity. It's unique. The cafe was, oh, it was decorated with wonderful floral wreaths and garlands, which speaks to my gifting. I call it my bow and poof ministry. Yeah, it spoke. It was just beautiful. It's your perfect hangout with me. I can easily imagine sitting at that sidewalk cafe in a foreign country with God. Inside, it is filled with sweet things. It's a cake bakery. Yeah, it makes me feel loved, uniquely identified in him. And that, you know, that he would make such attention to such a silly pink picture. God is into the details about you. 
I can feel that one. God is into the details about you. It's not just a silly pink picture. You have silly pink pictures. They're not pink pictures, maybe, but he's into the details about you. Boy, that touches me. Ooh. <laughs> so I felt his trust as if we were friends. And, you know, I'm honored to be spoken to like a friend because my best friend's choice of a hangout, if they were taking me out for a cup of coffee and a piece of absolutely wonderful black forest cake, right? Or red velvet cake. <laughs> they would take me to this pink cafe. And that's what God is doing by highlighting this goofy pink picture. And then I go and I put it in my, my journal notes and he says that this represents trust. So the Lord says, stand on the roads and see and ask the paths of old, which is the good way and go on and find rest for your soul. It is very important to understand that emotional intelligence is not the opposite of intelligence. It is not the triumph of the heart over the head. It is the unique intersection of both. David Caruso. I'm going to say that again. Yes, I got tears in my eye for you listeners. <laughs> it is very important to understand that emotional intelligence is not the opposite of intelligence. It is not the triumph of heart over head. It is the unique intersection of both. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and that, folks, it sums up this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful intersection of grace to share with you. And I just encourage you to ask the Lord, what is your intersection? look like? What is your picture of trust? What makes you feel like you? Not like God. What makes you feel like you? What toots your horn? Where, where would your best friend take you? For that perfect meal or that perfect cup of coffee or where would your best friend take you? What would that look like? Go cut and paste yourself a picture of that place and then set it aside and look at it. Let the Lord speak to you regarding it and discover your own grace intersection. Let go of the reins on the horses and allow grace 
grace to just flow as you are seated in the intersection, in the middle of grace. And let grace help you to know him as trust. Him is trustworthy. Him is your friend. Mm -hmm. I bless you. Lord, I thank you for speaking to all of us. I thank you that I can feel your heartbeat <laughs> with my podcast listeners. I thank you for that. I have a little P.S. <laughs> Postscript. Yes, I do know what P.S. means. <laughs> Remember, spiritual things leave DNA that draws you to natural things. See the unfinished book, page 173, and also episode 37, <laughs> opening a new chapter. Hmm. So, who's planning a visit to a pink cafe? <laughs> oh, I can hear you thinking, but I can hear you being touched by God. And that's what it's all about. You know where to find me. I got all the social media hoopla. <laughs> I'd love to hear your questions and your comments. I appreciate if you'd leave me a really positive review of how this touched you. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. That was good. Thank you, God, for touching all of us. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for spending this time with me. And I'll see you again next week. Bye now.